This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. Been a tough week. One of the tougher weeks that I have had in a long time. Just trying to get my head around it to uh, figure out, you know, how we're going to handle this coronavirus, the implications of government's decision on, on meetings and gatherings. So it's been, been really tough to, uh, to figure things out. And uh, I could really feel the atmosphere shift. So Sunday evening, we had a great day, came back home, sitting in bed, and then the message came, have you seen the, the news? <laughs> Have you heard? I don't know what what happened, and and then I when I saw what has been national disaster being declared by government, uh, I could feel the atmosphere shift in our house, in our room. I could feel the fear just coming for us. About ten minutes later, our son Vian, who's eleven, came into the room. He already went to bed, but he came into our bedroom and he was like, he's terrified. He's seeing fearful. Uh, uh, pictures in his mind and he can't sleep and he didn't even know what's been happening in the news so so I, I know this is a spiritual thing that we're fighting the atmosphere shifted over our house and I believe over this nation over this last week a whole lot of people are panicking they're fearful they're afraid they're anxious we're all thinking or a lot of people are thinking worst case scenarios so and it is a challenge but how are we going to overcome this challenge at this time? We are at this very moment experiencing a test, a test of our faith. So over the last six weeks, we, we did a series on faith. And you know, it's fun to have a, a psych you up message about faith when, there's no, when there are no issues. Like, yes, let's do it. But now we're in the thick of things. We're in the midst of of, of this coronavirus, the, the sickness, the disease, uh, the economic implications. We're in the midst of it. And, and now it is our test. It is your test. It's my test. We are now, in a sense, writing an exam. We're like taking a test. How's your faith levels? Right now, how's your faith levels? Freaking out or at peace? Stressed? Thinking worst case scenarios? Or are you full of faith knowing God's got this? This is a test, and I believe we're going to pass this test. But not walking alone, walking together, you and I will overcome this. And if you're battling and you're struggling and you're afraid, that's fine. But let's not stay there. Let's break out of that. So right now, we are in a war situation. And it's like, I mean, we're in the thick of things. This is war. We're fighting for the, f the future of our, of our nation, of our people. This is a massive challenge. And now you could be saying, man, I know who the enemy is. I'm on Facebook and on news and Twitter and internet continuously 20 times a day, 10 times a day, five times a day. You know, I need to wash my hands. I need to do this. I know my enemy. My enemy is the coronavirus. And you're like <laughs> shooting at it. You know, you know, this is the enemy. But then what if this is not the enemy? What if you're shooting over there and then suddenly you're like, oh, 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 ouch. 
So what if you think that the coronavirus is the enemy and the next moment you get shot from another angle by the real enemy? So who's the real enemy? Guys, the real enemy is fear. The coronavirus is not the primary enemy. Yes, it's a danger, but it's not the primary enemy. Fear is the enemy, and fear is the one that is killing more people across the world than anything else. So this is the question I want to ask us. To get back to the original question I asked at the start of the series, what does faith look like in this? If you want to lead your heart into faith, if you want to, want to direct yourself into a place of real faith and out of fear, you need to ask this question. What does faith look like right now in the midst of the coronavirus, in the midst of economic challenge, in the midst of all the news going on? What does faith look like for you and me? And then we need to lead our hearts into a place of true faith. Remember, it's impossible to please God without faith. You want to be faithful because that connects you to God. But when we fall with fear, it disconnects us from God. So we need to know our enemy. Do you know your enemy? So I want to unpack this for us today. What is the spirit of fear? How does the spirit of fear operate and how can we overcome? The first key is that you need to understand who the real enemy is. Fear is the enemy. And so fear is right now coming and is knocking on the door of our hearts, knocking at our front door and say, hey, freak out. Hey, this is bad. This is really bad. This is very, very bad. Freak out. And the question is, are we going to open that door for fear to come in? And I believe for some of us, fear has already come into our homes and it's tormenting it. It's not fun. It's not fun to be tormented by fear. So coronavirus isn't our biggest enemy. If it wasn't the virus that was causing fear, it would be something else. It would be corruption, it would be crime, it would be water shortage, it would be ESCOM, it would be economic challenges, it would be our safety or whatever else. There are so many things that is causing fear in our land right now. Fear is our primary enemy and it's simply jumping on this virus situation, shouting you should be afraid. The statistics show that the number one mental health disorder in the United States is anxiety. It causes both physical and psychological symptoms. Some believe that a large number, something like 70 to 80% of all physical conditions that we experience are caused due to stress and anxiety. Fear is a huge killer. We need to kick fear out of our homes and out of our hearts. You might not know this. But fear came in right at the start, at the start of mankind. Look at this, Genesis 3, verse 8 to 10. Just after the original two people sinned, the first thing that showed up was fear. It says here, just after they sinned, it says, and, and they heard in Genesis 3, verse 8, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid and I hid myself. Isn't that interesting? After sin entered, there was fear. The first human response after sin entered was, I was afraid. And there are so many people that are afraid. The fear that they experienced drove them away from God who is ultimately the solution, the answer to every problem that they faced. The battle belongs to the Lord. Yet if we allow fear in, we run away. 
And so many people are experiencing that at this time. We need God to fight our battles. We need to run to him, not away from him for peace, for health, for provision. Fear disconnects us from the one who loves to fight our battles for us. You see, fear also steals the presence of God from us. Fear is like a heavy blanket of darkness that comes and rests upon us. And suddenly you feel as if God is far and you feel disconnected. I've experienced this so many times in my life. It is terrible. Fear is a tormentor. It's a thief. It steals your peace, your joy, your connection with God. Fear is the primary enemy. So you and I could survive the coronavirus pandemic and still be sick with fear for the rest of our lives. Is that worth it? Challenges won't stop. Things to be afraid about will not end. So is that a win? You survive, but you're not thriving. So how do we get free from fear? It actually says also in that verse there, it says, and I hid myself. It's like hid myself from God, hid myself from his presence, not dwelling in God's presence and not dwelling in the secret place. There is a place of safety that's found in God for you and me. Psalm 91 speaks about it. Now, I also want to say, I am not saying you shouldn't take all the necessary precautions to not get the disease or to spread it. We need to take the precautions. We need to be responsible. We need to respect government's decision. We fully support it. So do everything you can in the natural, but don't allow fear to come into your heart. Know that the real enemy sits behind every challenge you face. Your enemy's name is fear. Your enemy wants to disconnect you from God. Your enemy wants to torment you. Your enemy wants to paint all the worst case scenarios to you and say it's going to be bad. I want to say to you, that's not what God is saying about you, about me, about our nation. Know your enemy and apply the weapons of warfare, which is love and faith. Okay, so come on, let's, let's uh, unpack this. Let's know our enemy. Fear is an opportunist. The spirit of fear will come for you at any time for any possible reason or no reason at all. It loves something like this because it sounds scary. It sounds huge. It sounds dangerous and it's national, international. It's affecting the world. It's causing a panic. And that's how many people feel about it. So fear is an opportunist. It's jumping on this pandemic. But the good news is this. This is our opportunity. It will backfire again on the enemy. Let's turn the tables on fear. So some years ago, 2015, uh, I went to Argentina for ministry. We had an amazing week, amazing things. Many miracles happened. I was like, yo, this is amazing. Team of us, we got back to the airport, checked our bags in. We were sitting there at one of the coffee shops just before we would go through the gates, through security to board. And so one of our guys on the team, Rion, one of our elders, he joked with me and he's, you know, cause I'm normally very focused. I, I saw that my, get my ducks in a row. So I had this money bag around my waist and my passport was in there, money was in there. And now he was joking with me about my sissy bag. <laughs> and so now after having this amazing week, I'm like, oh, I'm, my ego got in the way. So I was like, I'm not a sissy. So I took off my, my, my sissy bag and I put it in my back pack and we put it down at my feet and we're sitting and chatting and laughing and having a great time and about a minute in I felt like man something's wrong I looked down my bag is gone ah. 
My passport is gone. I jumped up. I can't explain to you. It was one of the worst moments of my life. It was, it was absolute panic. The team says I looked calm. I tell you, I was not calm. I was running up and down the airport, like crying out to God and inside, God, no, 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 no. Where's my passport? No, no, no. This is a crisis. I couldn't find the guy. And as I was crying out to God, I said, God, why don't you tell me? Speak to me. I mean, God, where are you? I just heard the voice of God on the inside of me just say to me, Andre, I have a plan. My response was, this plan sucks. I don't like it because I've lost all control now. I have no control over this scenario. I don't know how I'm going to get back to South Africa. I don't know what's going to happen. So anyway, the team leaves. One of the team members stay behind. And now we have to figure out how we're going to sort this out. And later that day, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said to me, Andre, I need to set you and Sonica free from fear. If I'm to take you forward into all that I have for you. So I, I knew that moment, this is not fun. I have no control, but this is, this was a setup to be set free. The next nine weeks was really tough for me and my wife, Sonica. We uh, slept very little. We sought the face of God day and night because we went through a process of deliverance. God was working in us. We were crying out to God and, he, and, 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 and we were tormented with a lot of fear as well. But in the process, God set us free and massive doors of favor opened to us into Brazil and incredible, incredible miracles followed. Was it fun the nine weeks? No, it was tribulation. Am I thankful for it? Absolutely. God didn't cause it, but he used it. So what if right now we're experiencing the same thing? What if this is a setup to be set free? Not just for one person or one family, not just for one church, maybe for a nation, maybe for the church of Jesus Christ across the globe. What if this is our setup because we've lost control. Yes, we want to panic. Yes, we want to freak out. But what if the real enemy is fear and God is allowing this because it's a set up to be set free? What if you and I break out of fear when we lay the things, all the implications of what could possibly happen? We lay it down at the feet of God and we believe God's got this. What could the implications be if the church of Jesus Christ is set free from fear? And we receive supernatural favor from God to reach the world for Christ. Come on, this excites me. This is like, this is something beautiful. If we see it from God's perspective, incredible things can happen. Because yes, Jesus said it. In this life, you will have tribulation, guaranteed. But then Jesus says, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Wow, what a promise. What a promise. Be of good cheer. I have already overcome it. Jesus has overcome coronavirus. He's overcome economic problems. He's overcome sickness. He's overcome disease. He's overcome death itself. Let's not give fear a foothold. Let's kick fear out and say, I'm being set up to be set free. So let that be. I speak that over you in the name of Jesus. So know your enemy. Your enemy is fear and he has no right to your heart. He is a liar. Fear is a liar. So guys, let's not miss this opportunity. 
is set up to be set free on a national scale, international scale. Let's not miss this opportunity to expose fear for what it is and walk into freedom. So quickly, if we want to know our enemy, a few things about fear. Number one, fear makes you a magnet for evil. Fear is like the first one that comes and knocks on your front door. You open it up and then a whole lot of evil comes into your life. But faith makes you a magnet for God and all the goodness that he wants to pour out into your life. So let's be a magnet for God. So fear is a trap of the enemy. It tells you how bad things are so you will open that front door for evil to come in. And we can see this in the way people are panicking in, in, in terms of shopping. And Fear is a thief. It comes to rob you of the good God has for you. Fear tries to tell you how scary this is, paints those worst case scenarios. It's like a, a, a fisherman fishing and, and the enemy is the fisherman and he comes and he throws out that hook with fear, the bait, and he should take fear. Then all of the other stuff flows into your life. Don't take the bait. Don't allow fearful thoughts to control your thinking. Expose it for the lies that it is and cast it out. Take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Take every emotion captive to the obedience of Christ. And so the negative reports come and we're reading in the news all these things. And as we embrace the negative news and the negative reports more and more and more, it opens a door even wider for, for fear and for evil to come in. So yes, be aware of what's happening. Yes, know what you must do. Be responsible. Equip yourself, but don't consume too much news. Don't do it 10 times a day, maybe once or twice a day. Just get an update, but then move on. Get into the Word of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So what fear also does is that it's like it brings a microscope to you. So there's a problem. And it didn't look that big. But now fear comes and it gives you a microscope or a magnifying glass. And now suddenly you're like up close to this. You're seeing every little bit of this problem and it's bad. That's what fear does. Fear brings you in closer to the problem so you have no perspective and no context. But what does faith do? Faith says, hey, step away from the vehicle. Faith says, see the bigger picture. You know, if you're a million miles away from the earth, the, the, the planet looks small. And when we step back with faith, we give God space to step in. So embrace faith, step back, and see the bigger picture. See the bigness of God in the midst of all of this. The result will be this, the problem will become smaller and smaller. So let me help you with this. What does faith look like in this? In other words, what will it be? Will it be fear or faith? Which will you manifest? So here's a few questions to evaluate, to lead yourself into faith. Who's your source? Is it God Almighty or your work or the economy? Who's your source? Is your treasure in heaven or on earth? It's okay to lose a little bit of earthly treasure if we gain more of heaven and more of God. Let go of earthly treasure. Let go. Don't allow the fear of loss, of losing a little bit of money, cause fear to come in. I mean, you know this verse so well. It's in Philippians 4. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's Paul the Apostle saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Do you know the context of that verse? Let me read it to you. Philippians 4.11. It says, Not that I was ever in need, for I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on, on almost nothing or with everything. 
I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or with little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. The context is whether I have a lot or a little, I'm okay because God is my source. God brings contentment. God is my passion. My treasure is in heaven. So I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of running out of toilet paper. I'm not afraid of of having challenges because I know my God. You see, we can do this. We can and will overcome with God's help. So fear, get out in Jesus' name. Now the question, who defines you? Is it your loving heavenly father who looks out for you? Or is it the fearful reports? Are you like a a street kid, an orphan, fending for himself on the street, trying to put food on the table? Or are you a child of God and you can just trust your heavenly father that he's going to supernaturally provide and bless? I believe your heavenly father will look out for you, but turn your heart to him, trust in him, surrender to him. He is your source. Now the question, who defines your future? Is it the creator of heaven and earth or the fallible fear-infused news? What do they know? They are wrong often. So pointing out worst case scenarios, how do they know? They don't know. They will They will go for worst case scenarios, but we can go for best case scenarios. Or let's call it God case scenarios. Let's trust in Him for the goodness of God to flood in. Trust in the Lord. Last question. Where is your true home? Is it South Africa? East London? Or is your home in heaven? Guys, we're not from here. We are citizens of heaven. We are anchored in the unshakable kingdom of God. And because of that, we're not afraid of sickness nor death. Jesus overcame it all. You can't even threaten us with death because we're excited about being with God in eternity in heaven. It's a wonderful thing to look forward to. So where's your home? Our home is in heaven. We cannot lose. I want to speak this over you. You cannot lose unless you allow fear. To, to take a hold of your heart. Don't allow the enemy. Fear, get out in Jesus' name. So here's the good news. This will pass. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It feels like at this moment that of the increase of the coronavirus and of fear, there will be no end. But we know the truth of God's word. It says, Isaiah 9 verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. How's that for good news? The end of coronavirus is around the corner. The end of fear is here for you today. This will pass soon. But may we take hold of this opportunity and not continue to be afraid about every little other thing. Fear, get out. But of the increase of Christ's kingdom and of his glory and reign, there will be no end. The reign of peace of God, there will be no end. You see, when peace comes, it is like Jesus, the Prince of Peace, walking into your home, walking to the front door, looking at fear and say, hey, fear, get out. Your time's up. And then he kicks fear out and he shuts the door. And peace and rest reigns in your heart and in your home. 
That is what Jesus wants to do for you. Peace is a gift from God. Peace is a person, Jesus. So let's take it one step further. Uh, This Tuesday, I felt the Holy Spirit whisper this into my heart, that everything's going to be fine. But if we look at God's word, it's going to be better than fine. Jesus said, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have already overcome the world. So that's good news. It's not just everything's going to be fine. It's going to be better than that. When we activate our faith, the goodness of God is going to flood into your life. And we're going to be set free from fear. It is a setup to be set free. So more than fine. The last verse I want to share just to end off with is John 14, 27. It says, Jesus speaking, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. Wow, what a promise. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. You want to know what God is saying to you and me right now? He's saying, don't be troubled or afraid. He's saying, I've got this. Receive the gift. So Jesus comes into your house. He doesn't only kick out fear. He gives you a gift, like this massive, beautiful gift. And you open it up and it's peace everlasting. Peace not dependent on the storm. Peace that, that protects you from the lies of the enemy. That is what Jesus is bringing to you right now. And the truth is this peace you can find nowhere else. No man can give it. No organization can give it to you. No product can give it to you. No gadget can give it to you. No website can give it to you. No one and nothing can give you this heavenly peace except Jesus Christ. So that is available to you right now. So what are you feeding on? Are you feeding on negative news that is increasing fear? Or are you feeding on God's word and his promises, which is increasing your faith, increasing your confidence, and setting you up to be set free? So let's trust God for freedom from fear. Take hold of this opportunity. As I said, it's going to backfire on fear. Let's trust for mass deliverance. Let's trust for our church and for East London, and then for our country to be set free from fear. This is our moment. Fear makes us a magnet for evil and torment. Don't fall for it. Faith makes us a magnet for God and all His goodness to flood in. This is a setup for mass freedom. What should you and I do right now? Well, focus on what you can do. You can trust in God. You can let go. You can surrender more. You can deal with the open doors from your past. Maybe this moment things are being triggered in your life. This coronavirus in the report is triggering fears of lack, fears of death, fears of sickness. Ask the question, why? Why am I so afraid if I'm a believer in Jesus Christ? Get to that root. Get to that that, that what is causing it. Bring it before God. Pray together with somebody else and ask Jesus to set you free from that original disappointment or the fear of lack or the fear of death. Let's kick fear out in Jesus' mighty name. You can do all things to Christ. Focus on the small things you need to do. Leave the massive things for God to do. His hand is upon our nation, and I believe His hand is upon your life. And today, this moment, if you don't have 
a living relationship with Christ, I want to encourage you. Pray that prayer to Jesus. If you're battling to overcome fear and you're like, man, I don't know how to do this. The best pull ever is the gospel, the good news of Jesus. Turn your heart to Christ. Surrender to Him. Say, Jesus, I need you. Set me free from fear. I'm tired of anxiety and stress and worry. God, I surrender all to you. That's who God wants to be to you right now. Your Prince of Peace, the gift of peace, will flood in when you surrender all to Christ. So let me pray for us. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that this is a set up to be set free and we release mass deliverance over each and everyone listening to my voice right now. Mass deliverance. We say fear, get out right now. Spirit of fear, get out in Jesus' name. And let the peace of God and the goodness of God flood into our hearts, flood into our lives right now. We're praying for you. We're going to come through this. God is with you. Amen. Blessings. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.